<laughs> Welcome to On the Couch Podcast, where you will be on the couch with a few sisters in therapy. I am Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. What's up, y'all? I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life with a special emphasis on mental health. This podcast is not meant to serve as a substitute for therapy, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay. Now, now let's get on the couch. Today on the couch, we're going to be talking about love. Okay. Uh, okay. The question that we're posing is, what is the biggest lesson love has taught you in hell? So there are many different types of love. Of course. Of course. According to the Greeks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) According to the Greeks. Tell us about them. So eros or eros, um, sexual or passionate love. This is like an erotic love. Um, Agape, that's universal or unconditional love, selfless love. Like how we're feeling right now towards everything that's going on in the, in the country, in the world. Um, Stork is like familial love. That's like that protective love, kinship, yeah, things like that. Filial is friendship, platonic loyalty, kind of like something you have amongst your friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then there's self love, the love, the most important, the one with yes. yourself. Um, and then there's one called Ludus, which was like playful, flirtatious, and under that one it said like sex with no strings attached like you're having sex with somebody you don't you're not in a relationship but you still love them kind of like yeah not in love for them yeah like a friend with benefits like you really yeah. care about this person we can fuck around mm-hmm. but that's it yes so okay. many different types of love who would have thunk it who would have thunk, thunk it, it? So, <laughs> so the biggest lesson love has taught you so mm-hmm. there are many lessons i think in love um Let's talk about them all then. Okay, so if I think of love and I think of like how it was introduced to me, um, you're saying I love you to your parents, I love you to your sisters, um, your brothers, your siblings, your family members. And so I guess the the biggest lesson taught to me and when I think about love is that it's not always something that's easy for people to say. Mm. I agree. Okay. Um, in terms of family. So what was your experience with that kind of growing up? My experience is that we were very expressive and we did say, I love you. But as a child, I guess I used to not be able to tell my dad I love him or Mm -hmm. hear him say it because he wasn't around. So the biggest lesson love taught me is that I guess it's not, it's just because somebody loves you don't mean they're going to be there or something, I guess what I'm trying to say, because my dad wasn't around or in my life. But I I always kind of knew he loved me, even though I never, I didn't hear it a lot growing up from him is what I'm trying to say. But whenever I spoke to him, he said he loved me. But I guess there are times when I'm like, I wanted to hear that from him, but I couldn't. Mm. So the biggest lesson I think I learned from that is that because somebody loves you, don't mean they're going to always be there Mm. in terms of, and it also taught me that because he loved me doesn't mean he can't hurt me because I always say my dad is the first person to break my heart. Mm -hmm. So that's what love taught me. As a kid, I think I realized that love can also be pain, unfortunately. Almost usually. Yeah, usually love can be pain um, as a kid. And this is with my family. This is not even the other things that I've experienced. Yeah. So. Uh, I would agree with that one. Um, That kind of familial love growing up just taught me that you love your people even though you don't always like them. Yes. Yes. Um, 100%. Which is a huge one. For me, and also accepting that 
people are giving you the only love they know how. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes we do have expectations around love, around our parents or even um, our siblings. And that's not always what it is. But we have to think about our parents and the upbringing they had mm-hmm. and then what the upbringing their parents had. And it really looks significantly different from generation to generation. So I agree 100%. Yeah. So you saying that, that you saying what you just said kind of makes me realize what I was trying to say. The biggest lesson love has taught me is that just because someone loves you doesn't mean they can't hurt you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a person who loves you definitely can hurt you. Usually. Usually. Um, and whether it's unintentional or not. Right. <clears throat> and a lot of times it is unintentional. I think that kind of goes back to saying that I was given the best love that they had to offer. Right. At that time. And at that time, maybe it wasn't enough for me, but I had to reach a place of acceptance and learning that lesson in sometimes this is all people have to give you. Mm-hmm. I learned that by becoming a therapist. So I mm-hmm. will say that's, that's how I learned that, that piece about love and mm-hmm. that they were doing the best they could at the time with what they had. I mm-hmm. learned that becoming a therapist. Brittany, like you about to burst. No, I was, I was thinking. Um, okay. My first experience of love was with family, obviously, and I learned that there are conditions and then there's unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the the love that I struggled with the most was romantic love. Okay. And deciphering who actually deserved that. Um, I'm not sure why I struggled with A, experiencing it, and B, giving it to okay. people that I was interested in in as as far as like a partner or Mm -hmm. in a relationship um which is interesting because like I said I experienced it all through my life from my parents but then when it came to relationships I struggled with it probably in part of who I was dealing with at -hmm. those times um but I I definitely learned that there are conditions to the love that I'm gonna give to other people tell me how you struggled with it like Giving it, receiving, like, what do you mean? I think that's where the unconditional part came in for me. Like, okay. I, I, it was kind of, I learned in my mind that love means you just tolerate anything. I was just about to tell you. And that's what I witnessed. Okay. So, as a result, it's I like I want it at all costs because that is what love looks like. That is what I saw. Exactly. So, therefore, oh, I internalized okay, I okay, that. Okay. And so, I had to decipher there's conditional and then there's unconditional. Right. Um, not saying, because even with family, you know, there are some where I'm like, you know what? I love you, but we're going to have to keep our distance. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you're not going to disrespect me like that. I love you, but you're not going to disrespect me. Right. So based off of what I witnessed through childhood um, and what I experienced in romantic situations, I learned that I was unhealthily getting it, giving it and receiving it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to add today is, so even though there are different types of love, they're all influenced by another one and they most often so when we learn how to love it starts with our family of origin and so Mm -hmm. in that family of origin you're also witnessing a romantic love between your parents or a lack of for my for in my case it was a lack of romantic love i didn't see that Mm -hmm. in my in my household you were able to see the romantic love or the lack of it with between your parents and that can influence how you go into right loving another person yeah and that's a very good point actually and that's when that unlearned thing when in terms of taking the family of origin love or that um the historic love into a passionate love yeah. you have to kind of unlearn 
Right. Which a lot of people don't recognize going right. into relationships. Right. They don't recognize that my love needs to be adjusted, that this might look a little bit different from what I've seen or what I've experienced before. You're used right. to kind of loving one way, seeing things one way, right. and this is how it's going to work, but that doesn't always work in your romantic relationships, and also your partner comes in right. with their own types of exactly. love and things that they've... That they've learned from their family mm-hmm. of origin. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very, very good points. Um... You also brought up another good point, loving with boundaries. Because yes. a lot of times people think they have... Just, so, for example, like oh, you said, I love you, but I'm not about to let you interrupt my peace. Right. So, that's very important, especially with the, uh, uh, the stored love with families. Because um, a lot of times we want to put up with stuff just because somebody is my sister or my cousin. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I learned that primarily through the relationship that I have with my father. Um, okay. You know, my parents are very traditional. Mm-hmm. And... More so my dad, just what I say goes. And mm-hmm. as I got older, that shit didn't work for me. Because um, you're not going to just talk to me any type of way um, and think that I'm supposed to go with it. No, I'm grown. So therefore, you're going to respect me like mm-hmm. a grown person. I still love you. That don't mean I don't respect you any less. But that respect has to be mutual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I learned that by knowing my worth. Mm-hmm. You know, like knowing that I'm not about to just tolerate no bullshit just because... We agree that we love each other. It don't go like that. And a lot of people have a hard time doing that when it comes to family, especially parents. We have been somehow conditioned throughout time to think that we should just take shit because that is my mom or that is my brother, that is my sister. So I let them talk to me like I ain't shit. Right. And another lesson in love is... Just because I choose to put myself first doesn't mean I don't love Thank you. my family of origin or I don't yes. love my mom or my dad. Just because I choose to put my happiness first or just walk in my truth doesn't mean that I don't love you, right. but I also love me. Right. Right. Even and more that's so. the thing. Even more that is so. huge. Like, what good, what kind of life would we be living if I love you and all of my energy and effort is put towards loving you right. and I don't love myself? Yeah. People what kind will of let life you is do that? that. Yes. People will, that's what the... That's the biggest part about it. People ain't going to say, no, stop. You should think about yourself. You should think about what makes you happy. and do. People aren't going to tell you that. So if you don't take it for yourself and find out right. what you love and what works for you and yep. go after it, yeah. then people are going to let you sit there and dedicate all your time, all your effort to loving them. Yep. Right. Yeah. So as we're talking about this, a lot of lessons are just coming into my um my psyche as we talk about the biggest lesson love is taught in how so when I think about the agape love it teaches me and the lesson is that I can love somebody I never met mm. mm-hmm. um, huh. seriously I feel the same that's how we think about how we were impacted when Kobe Bryant and them lost their lives you can love people you never met yeah. even when Nipsey Hussle lost his life even Tupac or just random people we see yeah um that's dying from all these different things mm-hmm. you know that you, we can love people we never met yeah I, I will I will agree to that. And we should. And we can. You know, you can yeah. have love. You can have compassion. I don't think there are barriers or limitations to the amount of compassion we feel for others. Yeah. There shouldn't be anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times, too, like we mentioned before, just based off of what we've witnessed throughout childhood or whatever, I don't believe that anybody should struggle to find love. I don't. Well, it is a struggle. It, it, it's a struggle because there's two personalities trying to be cohesive. I was about to say, anytime your relationship with yourself is already difficult. Right. Anytime you add in a whole other human being 
that's a whole nother dimension of another relationship. So now we're talking about, so are we talking about um, the passionate and the romance or love? Are we talking about just regular love? Like we said, that would be be the the romantic part. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you were saying um, during the sex talk session is letting stuff be and giving up the expectations of what we think love is. And that's just more than, that's what, Sex, love, um, careers, everything, life in general. So giving up with what we think love should look like, right. what we think romance should look like. Right. Like That's hard for some people. It That's is, very hard for some people. It is. But I think we have to stop going in with assumptions or, exactly. or assuming that people should, all people should be loved the same way. Gift giving might not be your thing. Right. You know, quality time might be. Or, you know, acts of service or physical touch. Mm-hmm. I, I think we have to stop. And I've I've learned this over time, assuming that everybody should be loved in the same way, and it's not it's not true. Because mm-hmm. I haven't been loved by the same people that I've experienced. I've experienced love no, for differently sure. from the different guys that I've talked to, and mm-hmm. so I've learned about myself. We may not have said I love you, but it was an act of love mm-hmm. based off of what we thought would work for us. Okay. Um, but just based off of what I've seen throughout my life and what I've experienced. I just think that we have to self-worthiness is a big part of knowing what you deserve mm-hmm. and knowing how you want to be loved and you have to discover that yeah and, and I that's think a that, huge lesson yeah and that should be discovered in childhood and family of origin because it makes me think about the filial love the friendship and the loyalty among friends yeah. and how middle school and high school was like somewhere it was great I had great friends but it makes me think about how I was abusing some of my friendships because mm. I wanted this I wanted to be liked and loved by these people, but it's because the self-worth was missing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that becomes a struggle for, for a lot of girls, yes. I think, through middle school, elementary. Oh, I agree. Um, running with a group of friends who you just love and you want to be like these girls, you want them to like you because you just it just makes you feel like you're, you belong to you something. You belong to something, And so yes. that type of, I guess, that challenge in becoming a woman or just trying to forge sisterhood with people that is not working and yes. knowing when to walk away. Right. And there's... Of course, always balance to that and always flip side in one, knowing your self-worth and right. and being confident in that and standing in that. Yes. Because the other people who are on the other side of it, some of them, yes, will take advantage because they know that you don't have self-worth. Right. And they'll take yep. advantage of you. Where other people are thinking, oh, well, she's, you know, she's just cool with whatever yeah. I'm going along with. And it's not intentional. Yeah. Right. But you kind of are just going with the flow because you're not speaking up. You're not confident in what you want to do, who you are. Mm-hmm. So kind of, again, holding yourself accountable for how you are in those relationships. Yeah. If you're being your authentic self and they're being assholes, then you walk away. If not, you guys can't form a friendship that is healthy. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's true. You have to. <clears throat> what do y'all think are like, because this, again, is a, is a matter of advocating for yourself. Right. Yeah. So what are some things that maybe you have done or things that you you could suggest people to do to begin having the right type of love? Let me just first say what are some things that are not. When you say the right type of love, are you talking about like healthy love? Yes. yes. In whatever capacity. I think the first thing people have to do is get up from a relationship or the table when the love becomes pain and it's not serving you in a way that's inspiring you and empowering you, but hurting you. Yes. That's first what you got to do is walk away from the things that are hurting you. That's the unhealthy piece of it. Right. And some of those other unhealthy pieces of love, I'm going to go ahead and read them off of a list. Um, 
because these are signs that maybe we are not in the most healthy relationship or maybe we do need to make some adjustments or just leave altogether. And some of those are disregarding boundaries, um, you resent growth, there's lies and manipulation, uh, you have to walk on eggshells, you feel like you're being controlled, mm -hmm. um, you or the person lack empathy or compassion, uh, feeling that you're being ignored or you're purposely ignoring the other person. Um, you guys focus on blame. Anytime you try to have a conversation, it's pretty much just a blame game. Mm -hmm. um, destroying each other's self-esteem, really mm -hmm. trying to trigger or break down yeah. that person, um, and lacking trust. Yeah. So th those are unhealthy. That is, Those are unhealthy loves. And sometimes these things in relationships, I've heard people identify them as love. That's My partner loves me, but they love me. But each time you guys get into it, this person tells you everything that is wrong with you. Right. And that doesn't mean that that person does not love that's them. That's the part that I have a problem with. I know you with. do. And, but I think that means that that person has not done any self-work so they can learn to love themselves. So, no, they, they don't, they're not, so some people are assholes, let's be clear. But some people are just hurt on the inside. So, that's what I mean. You got to make a choice whether you're going to let them work on themselves or you're going to get up and walk away from the situation because you can't fix them and teach them how to love you because they can't even love themselves. Right. I guess I just have a hard time with putting love in the same sentence because that's just totally neglectful of the person that you're it with. It is. And so, I have a really hard time with putting love in those type of sentences because to me, it's not. But it, I can say the same thing, but if I go back to my dad, he neglected me, but I still feel like he loved me. I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying that yeah. that's right or wrong. I'm just thinking he did the best that he could. But now is their relationship better? Yes. So and when it comes to romance, I'm saying it may start off like that. But if somebody actually go do the work and we're like, oh, I've been doing this the wrong way. Yeah. Which is true. Again, flip side is how much of you are you going to offer? Right. Mm. While they're on that path of growth, that's right. how motivated are they yeah. to even make that growth? A lot of people are, do these things and they don't see anything wrong. I with agree. Right? I agree. So how much of you are you going to give up to try to? I, I, we fall into that a lot, yeah. and I really dislike that. I've even fallen into it before, to where, which again is another lesson love has taught me, to where you give so much of yourself because yeah. you are trying to help this person develop mm -hmm. healthier ways. To live their own life, healthier yes. ways to be in, in this relationship. And you give so much of yourself, like, you're not even fucking in the relationship anymore. Yeah. You're the you fixer. Yeah, and it's like, that's... At what point does that become unfair to you? At what right. point are you not even an active participant in the relationship? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we have to... Now, just people in general, like, we have to stop thinking that in order to get to some peace in a relationship, you gotta fucking struggle first. You, you do! And people, and we do it. But to no, what extent? I'm, to what, what I'm extent? Saying, but I'm saying not all love starts as a struggle, though. No, I'm not. But tell, but each each one of us are probably have been in a relationship to where it's been a, a little struggle love. Right. All of us been struggle love. Keep, shit. So I ain't saying, found a love that ain't struggle love. You ask the question: <laughs> What does it take for people to get the hell love? It's walking away from the struggle love that you keep going back to. Mm -hmm. You see the right, red flags, you, you see the pattern, like, and you go right back to it. But you're saying that there's always going to be a struggle. So my question is. How much struggle is too much struggle? I'm, I, there is a such thing as too much struggle, but I'm also saying that sometimes people fight for love. Right. So how much fighting that depends are on you the willing person. to do? I'm willing to fight as long as it's not destroying my, my, I guess, my peace. Now, when it okay. gets to the point where somebody keeps doing something, 
like okay so for example if somebody cheats on you yeah uh, that's the thing that's a big one for people you cheat on me i'm breaking up with you but if the person come back with a sad enough story okay i'm gonna give them people give them another chance mm-hmm. and then to me that sets up a cycle and so into where this type of stuff keeps on happening now i'm not gonna be the one to keep doing it but you're right somebody out there is gonna keep going back to somebody who's hurting them and cheating on them because they feel like that's love and this person loved them and sometimes even when there's not cheating, a person can still be a bad partner, be a bad partner yeah. and break you down in yeah. other ways. So I, I think it will be pertinent for everyone to kind of identify because sometimes we stay in this relationships for time, for money, yeah. or just how to much have time somebody. you invested, just to have someone there. So to think about kind of what point do you walk away do you walk away how do you make that decision i think for me it would be the point where you realize you are one nurturing their growth yes more than you are nurturing your own um or you get to the point where you feel like this is one of the major things that you are getting out of the relationship Mm. is you nurturing their growth and because they're validating nothing else sometimes. you know like you should be able like if you're going to nurture their growth and grow beside them that's one thing but if that is the primary basis of the relationship and like only 10 percent of that is you actually enjoying a healthy part of the relationship yeah. i feel like that's problematic it yeah. is very problematic is. and we t- and, but i feel like as humans and i'm speaking so as i feel like as women sometimes we set ourselves up to have that type of love we do right we do because we feel, we're naturally nurturing we're naturally nurturing we feel validated in those experiences validated tell me more some people feel that va- they feel like they're worthy of struggle love because that's all they know they're validated in taking care of somebody some people okay feel that way or, yeah i don't know if i would say validated but definitely valued like i have purpose mm-hmm. because i'm able to provide this person with you know kind of well, like okay. a savior complex I like okay i get it yeah, no, didn't mean your opinion. Yeah, no, I'm saying to her, to the words that she used, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you're, so basically, I guess it comes back to so it, it's so we we seem to be focused on romantic love, which is cool. So we when you have this romance or you're dating this person or talking to him, whatever we do these days, um, <laughs> and so you you're taking a chance. Of course, I see everything is a risk. You're taking Absolutely. a chance, and so the person may do something that you deem is okay. This is unforgivable. I'm done with you. Okay. But you love the person, so you give them another chance. My thing is, at what point do you stop? Because, I mean, at what point do you stop giving them another chance? Because that's what you're asking. At what point do you walk away? Mm-hmm. At what I point think, do you walk I away? Th- I think I think that when you're really fucking tired. Away. Yeah, but sometimes we keep going and keep mm-hmm. going and keep <laughs> But But it's still a choice, though. It's still a choice. Like so we I set said, ourselves if up you to be make hurt. more sacrifice. I'm not disagreeing. I've heard people say over and over again. Just make it think now. Explain their experiences based off how much hurt they have endured. Mm -hmm. But then they say, well, two years ago or three years ago or even 20 years ago, it was really good. And for me, that's a telltale sign. Reflect on your relationship. Have you had fun this week? Mm -hmm. Have you been able to be present this week? This is true. Yeah, because so many times you just stay in there for the history, and it's like you're yeah. not even actively in the relationship no more. Yeah, I read you living based yeah. off memories. Yeah. Oh my God, girl, you were talking today. Yeah. Because some I was reading something <laughs> yeah. and it said, "Why do, why does it take, like, 
at least 30 days for somebody to realize that, oh, this is this is not going to work. He don't love me. Somebody said because after 30 days, the person cannot pretend anymore. Mm-hmm. They have become their true selves. They have shown, they've been pretending this whole time to get us to like, so you can fall in love or whatever. And then like 30 second day, this is my true self. It's too late. You love me now. Yep. I'm like, damn. Think your ass can't walk away. <laughs> Who does manipulate? Yeah, but it happens because people don't. Because be- people stay. Yeah. And that's why. Because I they're did. like, the 30 days was so good. It was so wonderful. Yes. They really love me in those yeah. 30 days. It's, it, you could kind of say it's sort of kind of like it's a high. But Not I get Comparing it to drugs. But no, I get it. Being in the, that. No, it is. That initial phase. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. I'm not to talk about your, but I get what you're saying about dating now when you're saying, no, I need to, you to be your authentic self right now, right here at day zero. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. on the 30 second day, I don't need the person that you really, or I need the person who you're going to be, who I knew in them 30 days. Yeah. G- give me all the facts. Right. So that we can act accordingly. I'm going to give you all of me. You give me all of you. Yeah. So we can make legit informed decisions. Yeah. Like let's not show up on day 30 I, with the whole different self. Yeah. But how do we how do we not give up on people too soon when we do that? Because I know I'm pretty strict when it Ooh. comes to like certain. I'm a work in progress, baby. To to certain. I think I think <laughs> people yeah. I, people because I, we're obviously we're all flawed, but I think what would make me interested is seeing a change. And you being equally invested in this situation. How much do you got to go through in order for you to see the change is the question. Because sometimes you just keep pulling. Like, where you going? And you say you cut off too soon. I will. I feel like I will in regards to dating a specific person. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Me either. But I'm just saying, I don't know. Because sometimes I'm like, no, this ain't going to work. Or I just, I don't know if it's a guard up or it's a flag. Or I did tell you I have gotten to. So I was wondering why are we always attracted to people who need us to nurture and fix them? I don't mind nurturing and fixing the people. The other day I said, because the damn near majority of us need some type of fucking nurturing and fixing. Right. Yeah. And I don't mind it, but I need it to be equally yoked. We need to that be nurturing I each other. I 100% agree with, because I don't want this shit to be one-sided. Because I'm your mama I at this think point. Yes. That says a lot about the person. Like you said, not even equally yoked as far as like career, finances, things like that. No. When I think of equally yoked in this specific situation, I think of I need your commitment yeah. to making this work, to making this change in a more healthy, progressive way. Progressive yeah. way. I need to know that you have that same type of desire and commitment. Yeah. I love a person who actively take the steps to love themselves. Yes. Not just right. by taking, not just by, you know, getting up, throwing on some fresh clothes or having a fresh car no i need to see you working on the inner you that's what makes me love a person and people find that and sometimes i think people struggle with that when i talk to certain people um like yeah that's cool and everything but i guess why is that so important to you i don't i can't really like say why that's important to me but it's very important to me i feel like if you are able to internally love yourself and put yourself first and invest in your self-worth yeah. That says a lot about a person. I think That's it's what huge. I would fall in love with. Me and too. From the pattern app that put me on. Yes, you're welcome. They made an important <laughs> statement that I think speaks directly to that. And it says when your partner is confident in their ability to provide for your life together without it becoming codependent or draining Mm. and I feel like that's why self-love is so important in those relationships because now we're not at the point to where I was talking about a minute ago I'm doing more nurturing of you than we are actually enjoying this experience Mm. 
when you already have that foundation and we're equally yoked in that way of taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. then we can grow in different ways. Yeah. We can talk about our communication or we can talk about different things we want to do together or where we want to live. But if you don't even kind of have that foundation, it's hard. Some type of codependence is going to occur. Codependence. Can you break I'll down what the- codependence is so that people can know in a simple way? Codependence is really kind of surviving and thriving based off of another relationship. Um, You're emotionally attached to another person and you cannot find happiness or satisfaction really outside of this relationship. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to find your own happy. You don't know how to find your own peace without this relationship. There are a lot of codependent people in this world. That's a tough one. I think that's a very tough one because I get you get stuck to the point where do you really want to be here and teach this person how not to be codependent so this can actually work? Because there are some great people, but they're codependent, right. and and they're, they're and, usually and kind of you, some of the be- they can be the best people because right. they're so loving and they're yeah. attentive. But that is exhausting. It is, and it makes me wonder. Like, oh, it's so hard. Are you codependent because it's me, or are you codependent because it's a person that's in your life? I feel like usually it's codependence because this is just a pattern of living because I've yeah. not gotten to a point where yeah, exactly. I have accepted myself or even identified who yeah. myself is yes, outside of someone else because you or outside been of my family. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Outside of anyone, like right. you don't. You're always connect. Your meaning, your belonging, your values of who you are are always attached to someone else's. Yeah. Yes. If you yeah. didn't have that, you kind of wouldn't even know what to believe in or what you like or what your hobbies are. You yes. wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So that is that is that is the love that I don't want. But I am okay if somebody is there and we can work on it and get past right. that. But right. if, if that's where we're going to stay, I cannot imagine myself in a long term relationship with somebody or marriage with that type of love. And I you, don't want it. Right. And it's I. It's not really healthy. And I might be switching gears here. I don't know but I think with love I think we have to stop being afraid of telling people the fucking truth like I feel like a lot of times we feel like we're walking on eggshells because we don't want to hurt that person's feelings you know, unhealthy love. actually somebody was saying because I love you I am going to tell you the truth yes. and, that's, and that's not just with romance that's yes. with friends as that's well. friends. that goes for all of the loves friend family like even though I've had to have co- tough conversations with my mom um you gotta let people I don't know if I've always kind of been that way but I find myself gearing more towards this in my adulthood of just being really upfront and honest and not shying around things because that's something I used to do mm-hmm. before but it's really unhealthy because you're not allowing people or giving people the opportunity to adjust or grow you're taking that option away from them because mm. again they don't always have insight yeah they don't always know what's going on we have to call attention to it so that they can make some changes yeah so the so without you, but you're, she was saying with um being honest with people and Ooh. not being scared to hurt their feelings, right? But that's so that goes along with that, yeah. And be, and it's not just what you say; it's how you say. Right, it. that's yeah, what I was yeah. gonna say. I was getting to the approach, yeah, because yeah. it's a way to lead. Because difficult conversations um often lead to growth and satisfaction yeah. within relationships, whether mm-hmm. it's romantic or familial. Right. Um, I have had a difficult conversation with my mother. I've had difficult conversations with Takesha. Mm-hmm. I don't think me and you have had difficult conversations yet. I mean, you want to fight me sometimes because door and locks, but we haven't got that far. <laughs> um, but me and Takesha, we've had some pretty difficult conversations mm-hmm. over I, I these think, years. I, but I think that's a part of 
there's a mutual respect there. Yeah. And I think we got to stop pretending. We got to stop romanticizing what relationships should be. We got to stop being yes men. Right. Yep. And that's what I mean. And like you said, romanticizing, thinking about yeah. how stuff should be. We shouldn't have to have difficult arguments. Or if they love me, they should just know or they should be able to recognize. No, have the conversation. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times, we're because confrontation gets a negative connotation. Right. Because um, a lot of times, it's not confrontation. It's just expressing how this person or something within that situation either affected you in a negative way and i think we have to stop we have to stop fearing that so i I agree and so a lot of people shy away from confrontation uh confrontation because that's what they're calling but it don't have to be yes i mean it 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 usually goes the opposite way conversation it can be a conversation or a discussion um and it's okay if there is conflict that arise. That don't have to mean that that's confrontation or either it's the end of the relationship um right and so I guess what I was trying to say, I lost my train of thought, Sorry. but um, when you are in these relationships, is it too much to ask for somebody to be able to lead with having a conversation about something that is difficult instead of like mm. making you like the main person? No, or just out. keep on pulling it from them. Like, let me, I'm just pulling this. What is going on? What's wrong? And so I, I don't like that shit. It's draining. Yeah, that's and draining. It's too much. For me to keep asking you. <laughs> exactly. But it's somehow, um, as a couple's therapist, I just see that it's always one person who is like, what's wrong? What's going on? And it's one person who basically like, oh, you should know. Like, read my mind. No, you have to communicate your needs to the person. Yeah. Whether that's your mom or your dad, your sister, your brother, your girlfriend. You- I see it so often. Me too. You yeah. would be surprised. I'm still surprised when people say, well, they should just know. And I'm always, how? Thank you. How am I supposed yeah. to just how know that? How would they know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't get why people People think that, that though. Yeah. And yeah. that's the general just be- population. Yeah, it just is. because someone loves you guys does not mean they know how you feel internally right. or what they need from or what you need from them in that moment to support you. Right. And maybe or- you don't know. And so you need to, you know, do the work and stop fucking expecting them to have the damn answers for you. Right. Yes, that's right. it. Do right the there. work and figure out what the fuck you want so that's you can't tell That's what I was going to say. That's not love because you don't know what's wrong and you want to put it on your partner to know what's wrong with you and you don't even know. That's not love. And just because, just because that person don't know how to fix whatever you got going on don't mean they don't love you. Right. Right. And that is manipulation. Yes. You getting upset with them because they don't know what you need whenever you know that you don't know what the fuck you need. <laughs> exactly. That's not cool, bro. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, and that's to me that's code that's that codependency stuff. Yeah, right. And 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 two with taking things so personally. Yeah. Simply because I expressed to you, hey, you hurt my feelings, or I didn't like the way you did something. That don't mean I don't love or you. Or the any sex less. wasn't that great that right. time. Right. It just means that that is something that affected me. <laughs> right. In a specific way, and I'm telling you, I don't want this to happen again going forward. And for you to prove that you love me, make the necessary changes so Mm -hmm. we don't have to have this discussion again. So in order for us to have progressive relationships with family members, with um, friendships, romantic love, even co-worker love, I guess the one thing that has to go is ego. Yeah. (laughs) Ego has to go just so that... Out the window. Ego has to go in order for these type of... So that love can progress, I think ego has to go. You have to open up yourself to some constructive criticism. Yeah. To improve, and so yep. does another person. That's just how it goes. Right. Yep. So let me ask this question: Is love scary? I think it used to be. To me, I think people are. I think to a certain extent, we there are a lot of movies about love that makes love scary. You know, but is do I be, believe love is the boogeyman? No. Okay. No. So what do you say to people who say, you know, I love you, but this is a little scary for me? Um, I say. 
I get it and that love can be a risk because I don't know because I have had people tell me I love you but I'm scared that I may lose you or I might or you might hurt me or something like that and I tell people that I would never intentionally hurt you but I cannot guarantee you that I won't hurt you yeah. and so that is scary and I recognize that it can be scary but what I can tell you is that I love you right now and I'm committed right now right. Mm-hmm. Right. and I'm gonna do the work to try to stay committed years from now right. but can I 100% say I'll never leave you I can't say that because I, I don't right. know Yeah, I know I love you right now Right. and I, I'm doing the work that's a good point and that's truth and that's honesty and that's raw and that's real like none of us can guarantee that all we can guarantee is who we are right now where we are right now and that my effort is here right right we really can't it, it know and, it, and it's unfair to kind of make the commitment of i'm gonna always 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 yeah even treat you like this or always always do this thing for you you might get to a point where you hate doing that thing exactly you don't right. do that thing anymore yes yeah <laughs> So just be. I feel like that's an appropriate answer. It is. An, yeah. I think it's an appropriate answer. Only be, and I say that because I'm working with a few couples who have been dating since they were like 14 years old, mm-hmm. and they're, they're married with children in a home in a state where they don't have any, you know, family members or stuff like that. And so they like looking at each other on the couch, like I don't even know who the hell this is exactly mm-hmm. because you don't keep doing the work yeah. to get to know the person as you transition throughout these years. We're not the same people we were when we first fell in love. So it sounds like people life gets us by yeah. or passes us by and we yes. don't reflect or we don't do the work or dig to keep knowing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we keep each other in a box. Yeah. When it happens. Or you just think so for even when I met you three years ago, you're not the same person you were three years ago. We have to continue to do the work. Oh, this is a romantic level I'm talking about and a friendship level and everything. You have to continue to do the work yeah. to get to know the person that I am progressively becoming. Mm-hmm. And allowing not, people to grow. Yes. Yeah. And knowing that it's gonna happen. Like don't yeah. be fucking naive. Don't be naive and just say, We're gonna have the same relationship five years from now than we are today. Like yeah acknowledge that this is something that we need to be consistently doing and checking in with to make sure that we are on the same page and that we do still have this healthy relationship so many times we're like oh because we love each other or oh because that's my mom you know our relationship is just gonna work out no shit just don't work like that it does not work like that and i tell people that if you have um a pie and this this is love pie and you just think you're gonna get up every day and it's gonna be sweet and you ain't did no work <laughs> right right then it's not how it works yeah, you're gonna nice. have to have some ingredients yeah. and you're gonna have to do some work you yeah. know to make this shit sweet yeah mm-hmm. this yeah. is how it works and you just can't yeah. expect to be in love with somebody and then five years later expect to still be in love you ain't did no work right i, mm-hmm. I, I agree. admire beautiful relationships and i and i've seen even in my family, I've seen beautiful marriages. Not saying that they ain't been through some shit. Right. But they were both equal participants in their relationship. And as a result, their life has been beautiful. There you go. That's what you Because they were equally participating. Committed. Yes. You participate in the growth of your relationship no matter what that relationship yeah. is. At each stage. Yes. And, and, and when you say... It's beautiful and it don't mean they ain't been through some shit. That's exactly that's exactly what it means. Just because you see Barack and Michelle, they don't mean they ain't been through some stuff. Right. They done been through some stuff. Trust right. me, they done mm-hmm. been through some stuff. But they both probably are equally committed to working through what they've been through and right. not blaming each other. A good so as a th- when you're working with couples, a good way to position them to look at the stuff that is threatening their love 
is it's you versus their problem. So if your husband cheat on you and you decide to stay in the marriage, it's no longer I'm mad at my husband. The problem is the affair. The husband is now your teammate on how y'all gonna get through this right. affair. In my mm-hmm. opinion, that's how it works. Once you once you say okay, he cheated on me, but I want to stay. You can't go into that couch on that couch and continue blame to hate him. your husband right. and blame him. Put the cheating right. on him and put while the cheating on him. him. No, no. Yeah. cuz you not separate the problem. Right. Separate the problem. I so I think that's I'm something that's something that the romantic love that's something that you got to do. Even good tool work on it guys. Yes. Try it. Even with family though. I have to do that with family. I have to do mm-hmm. that with my with my dad, with my mom. I mean, it wasn't the best of relationships, but the problem was they were teen parents. And so I have to separate that yeah. from them and what I thought they should have been doing to me yeah, or doing yeah. for me as my parents. Yeah. Now me and my mom are close. I can go to her. You heard a while ago on the phone. Well, just call me back and tell me what I did. <laughs> I will. I will, girl. <laughs> Trust me. So it's just separating the problem from the people you love. If this, yeah. if you're, if you're both are going to work towards getting through the problem. Yeah, I love that. Don't go into it like, oh, it's you. No, it's us. We about to figure out how to get through this. Right. Or just break up. Or just break up. You got yeah. two choices. Because it's okay. Yeah. To leave. It is. It is. Damn, that's, I love this conversation. And it's okay to work through it. It's Even so, if other yes. people are saying that maybe you shouldn't be there unless it's like some really unhealthy physical, yes. emotional, financial violence going on. Financial. Other than that, financial violence. She is. <laughs> Honestly, it's that's a crime. Financial violence. Mm-hmm. That is violence. Hit, listen. Girl, we taking folk money. You oh, really don't know yes. how to pay no bills. You laughing, it's real. I'm going to fall from grace. I didn't, think, I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> financial violence. A fall for grace did teach me that. Yeah, it happens. Oh, All of these are types of abuse. I was wondering why you was laughing, girl. I'm like, this shit is real. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh. <laughs> I've never heard it put like financial violence. It is violence. It's a crime. Well, uh, they say financial abuse, but whatever. Okay, no, it's I get it. Thing. Yeah. Anyway, I think this was a great session. I yeah. want all of the people around our age to listen to it for sure. Yes. Um, well, I guess older people too. Everybody. 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 My bad. <laughs> but okay. So the reason why I think this is an important conversation that we're having about love and just us being able to talk about anything because I feel like the people our age and a little bit younger, we are going to be the people who break the cycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's needed. I think we're the cycle breakers and I think that once we learn to love ourselves and be able to be what we need for ourselves and stop mm-hmm. putting on everybody else in the relationships that we're in mm-hmm. will flow. Yep. That's what I think. That's what Dr. Yes. Sebi said. Yes, healthy relationships, healthy love. Yes. So that is a wrap. Um, go love yourself. Go love yourself. Go love yourself.